0: You are listening to Be The Love to awaken our souls. We are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings.
1: this is nicholas david man namaste my name is chilla joy davy this is ron interpreter and you're listening to be the love podcast
0: hello and welcome to another episode of be the love to awaken our souls Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I'm
1: Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And this is our segment called Speak the Love. We would like to thank our Patreon supporters for allowing this weekly conscious conversation. We are so grateful for all the support we have received with monthly donations on Patreon, the five-star written reviews on iTunes and Spotify, and the connection within our Awakening Souls Facebook community. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. So please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. And if you like what you hear, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. And if it feels safe for you,
0: I'd like to invite you to take a moment to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth releasing anything that is keeping you from being present, and take another deep breath into your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and breathing out anything you're ready to release in this now moment, and take one more breath into your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself, and imagine breathing that light and love out and send it back to all of humanity remembering that you always, always have your breath to
1: come back to. So in today's Speak the Love, we are going to address the idea of compassion. And we've talked actually a lot about this or around this and other previous Speak the Love episodes, but never directly to it. And I think it's a really important conversation to have. Uh, For me personally, this is always a work in progress. I am so hard on myself. I must admit I am my own worst critic. I have a long-term tendency of negative self-talk. And I've shared this before, but one of my very first yoga classes when I was struggling with back pain during this time I would say the most challenging part of those early yoga classes was not so much the physical movements that we had to do even though yes I was really struggling with the physical pain but the most challenging part was being still on my mat and listening to the barrage of negative self-talk it was it was just agonizing I could not believe how it would build and build and build within my mind. And I really started to believe that I was all those negative beliefs and negative thoughts. And many of them weren't even mine. Many of them were things that I heard from other people or from just the, the news or just collectively from society that I had absorbed in being highly empathic. And so I really had to learn to learn how to be compassionate to myself. And it honestly started with being aware, first of all, of that negative self-talk. And initially it was on my yoga mat. And then once that awareness started to become more regular, then I started to ask myself, is this how I would speak to a friend? And that was the slow transformation. And again, it's still a work in progress with myself of how I am being more compassionate to myself so I can be more authentically compassionate to others. I think that's such a, you know, beautiful depiction of how we
0: are all very, very hard on ourselves. And we're taught that, you know, from a very young age. And I think we receive those cultural norms and messages from our, our families and our societies and, you know not to put blame on on our families because you know we have to recognize too that our parents and families are human too and they're being brought up in the same culture as we are and so really taking a step back though and looking at those messages i know i've had to do that myself you know through meditation and when i really got still through meditation is when i started hearing those messages and those that voice within me and how loud it was and you know just in my own process and path you know i've also learned that you know we are or we have about 60,000 thoughts per day and about 80% of those thoughts are from the day before and the day before that. And so, which tend to all be really negative thoughts. And so we have to recognize that we're not our thoughts. And, you know, some of those things that when we when we hear them or, you know, when we're struggling with something from the past or from, you know, situation in the present moment. And those thoughts are coming up, you know, really taking a pause, taking time out for ourselves and coming from a compassionate place. And you mentioned, you know, would I say this to a friend or how would I, you know, respond to a friend? And I think that's a really important point because we can be very compassionate, you know, compassion is a is a word that we usually think about others right we can have compassion for others and what they're going through but bringing that compassion back to the self to self compassion to really looking within and holding space you know when we take that pause and holding space for ourselves to feel the pain and recognize that there is also suffering within us and we can hold ourselves with compassion, you know, and transferring what we would say to a friend to ourselves is a really important part of that because then we can soften that and we can open up space and allow ourselves to recognize that we're also deserving of that, that compassion. And I think, you know, making time for that is, is really crucial to taking that step toward that self-compassion. And it's a
1: process. Yes, it is an ever ever going process uh, for me and I know for others as well. And I love how you said to take a pause because one of the things that I would do is create busyness and almost kind of like unnecessary busyness just to not have to sit with what would come up and to really listen to those voices and say is that really true i would just come up with you know five more things on my already very long to do list and that would just keep me busy enough to not pay attention to the litany of thoughts that would just come in and come in and those 60,000 i a very high percentage of those were learned negative thoughts and i say learned and then they became habitual over the years. So when I had to kind of put on the brakes and take that mindful, quiet pause and just ask myself, is this really true? Mm -hmm. Or is this a voice from past, a voice that's not my own, and to really discern if that's what I want to hold to be true, and then creating a new message which would start a new belief system. And it could be as simple as, I'm just gonna put that thought on hold and m- not hold myself to such high expectations that perhaps could have been expected of me from my family or friends that they learned and was passed on. So it's it's kind of generational uh, through the years. I mean, I come from a family that has very high perfectionistic qualities and value things done quote unquote right and there was a very firm boundary on what was right and what was not right. And so from very little on, I had to play within this idea of, well, it has to be right. And when it wasn't, that's when all the criticism and judgment would come up. And there was no compassion in that. And so it was learning to accept what is and and also just knowing, you know what, I'm I'm doing the best that I can do right now in this moment with what I know.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think that's a common theme, you know,
0: for, for people and myself included, you know, that perfectionism and we strive so hard to get it right, you know, and that was a message of my family as well, that there, you know, was a right and a wrong and, and there was no gray area. And I had to be perfect. And at least that's my, my perception, right? That I took that on and I felt like there was no room for me to get anything wrong. And if I was wrong, there was a lot of shame in that. And so, you know, holding that space, that part of me that was holding that shame that I couldn't do it right, you know, and really honoring her and loving her and, you Holding her with compassion as I would somebody else, and recognize, yeah, you know, we are all doing the best that we can because we've been given, you know, these tools and certain times in our lives are going to be different. But, you know, at this point in my life, this is what I'm working with, you know, and, and at another point in my life, that's, you know, there are certain, you know, levels of knowledge that I had. And so, you know, we have to recognize where we are in our lives and what we're working with and recognize that, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. Life is messy and life is beautiful and, and you know, all of these things in between. And there's so much gray area that we can really recognize that, you know, we're all humans on this journey, and when we recognize the humanness in our journey, we can really take the sting out of what it means to be perfect or what it means to, you know, what these thoughts are and these words are are saying to ourselves. And so, you know, honoring and loving our humanness for where we are and just holding that. And I find it when I tune into my heart space, I am able to tap in To that compassion, I'm able to tap into what is at the heart, you know, literally, figuratively, at the heart of this, and, you know, tap into the heart energy. And sometimes that can be a shift for some people, you know, and I know it was for me. It took me time and it was a process to tap into the heart energy. But once I did, you know, that feeling, that energy grew. And so then I was able to really bring that more into my inner being and out into the world. And so then I'm truly stepping into my own power when I can recognize that and I can actually, you know, give that to others and that, that light, that energy emanates outward as well as inward.
1: It does. And I would say, just as we learned how to speak negatively to ourselves, we can begin to shift that. And begin to speak more positively to ourselves. We can create that as a habit too. It's it's a rough start initially at the beginning. I would definitely say, and I still find myself falling back every once in a while. I'll get triggered, um, probably from some old perfectionistic belief that you know rears its head again, and it comes up, and I'm like, oh. But I'm usually able to kind of catch myself, and I too am very heart centered. In fact, I'll literally put my hand on my heart beating mm-hmm. and that rhythm like connecting into my own rhythm of my heartbeat is just this reminder of the miracle that I am and you know I've I've said this before but I think we honestly just forget we think that we have to control everything and be in charge and and sometimes we can just connect inward and like literally feel our heart beating remind ourselves that that's our own perfect rhythm designed for us, and we can lead from that space, which is a compassionate, a very compassionate space to hold for ourselves. And consequently, then yes, we can authentically give compassion to others not saying if it's someone who's really hurt us that it's some kind of permission slip if they've truly hurt us but to understand with authenticity that they they too are doing the best they can with what they know in this lifetime and like you said it grows and it you know expands outward and i feel like that's just just exactly what we need in this world at this time Absolutely. More compassion. And,
0: you know, going along with that, you know, I think it's important to, you know, hold ourselves with compassion. And then, you know, from, from our family's perspective, you know, are, you know, recognizing that nobody has done anything, quote, to us, right. And that even though that, you know, there's traumas that come from, you know, upbringing and, family dynamics and, you know, recognizing that there's these patterns that have played out in our lifetime. When we also, you know, are able to tap into compassion for ourselves, it helps us to hold compassion for our families, our parents, you know, people maybe who have raised us. And, you know, I think that's important. I know for me, like, I, you know, I was told these stories for, for over my lifetime. And so it created some, you know, discord with my, with my mom and, you know, and seeing the patterns that played out. But I, when I started tapping in to compassion, even for her, I was able to see it in a different light. And then I was also able to transfer that back to myself and recognize that there was this pattern that was happening. And so it was really helpful to, you know, see that, and it wasn't something that I was a victim of, you know, and, and so I was, you know, maybe a little girl at the time where, you know, maybe I, I didn't get a need that was met at that time. And so holding that little girl with compassion and love, you know, was really powerful as well, because, you know, my parents, you know, they did the best they could with what they had. And so there's no, there's no reason to, you know, blame or, or, you know, have these, those feelings, but to really honor the, the, you know, the path that I chose. And I, I believe this, I believe that, you know, I came into this life, this body form, and I chose this path and I chose my parents and, You know, when we take it from that perspective, we can see it in a higher way that, you know, allows all of us to be human. So we can easily, it's easier to find compassion from that perspective in my, in my perspective.
1: Yeah, so so very true. And your your you're sharing about the relationship with your mom reminds me of how compassion and forgiveness really live in the same space, mm. whether it's forgiveness of others or forgiveness of ourselves. I think my journey really went deep when I had to start forgiving myself mm. for not beating myself up whether it was with words or mostly with words or keeping such a high level of busyness in my schedule that that wasn't kind or compassionate to myself, but I didn't know how else to sit with some of those uncomfortable, negative feelings. And so until I gave myself permission, forgave myself for, you know, not sitting and being with, even though I knew that's what I needed to do, but it took it took some time for me mm-hmm. to be okay with, Okay how would I treat a friend? And can I treat myself like I would a friend? Mm -hmm. So I would just encourage our listeners, like, where can you be more compassionate to yourself? Like, how would you treat a friend? And can you reverse that? And whatever you would do or say to that friend, can you do it for yourself today? And it can be Mm -hmm. a really small thing. Like, giving yourself a compliment. It could be treating yourself to something that is just filled with love and light, uh, something that you would enjoy receiving and you would also enjoy giving to somebody else. So I would definitely encourage our listeners to think about how can compassion live and reside within you so that you can extend it out authentically. Mm, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, just to
0: add on to that, I think, you know, one thing that can be really helpful is to write, you know, we we're ta- taught about gratitude, right? And be having gratitude for the things we have in our life. But I think it's also important to write down the things that we appreciate and have mm-hmm. gratitude about ourselves. Because that's, you know, we have to start with ourselves first so that we can truly you know, hold the space to have gratitude for others and for the things that we have. And it really does begin with ourselves. And another practice that I I just love is, you know, bringing in a pink bubble of light. And so when you are, you know, working on that compassion, just imagine that there's a pink bubble or a pink stream of light coming in through the top of your head and moving all the way down your body and enveloping you in this bubble and allowing yourself to be immersed and just allow that energy, that light to just penetrate your, your being and your heart space and allow it to move through all of you. And, and just think about, you know, those things that you're grateful for, for yourself. And that, you know, maybe what's something you're working on to have compassion around for yourself. And it could even be writing a compassionate love letter to yourself. And as cheesy as that sounds, you know, it's really powerful when we can really take time to write down, you know, just a love letter that you know, is speaking in truth about what you're currently going through or experiencing. And that can really begin to shift the energy for you.
1: Yes, I do love a journaling practice. And I've done that. Many times before, like things that I'm grateful for, for just for who I am, not what I do or what I have or who I know, but just sending myself compassion through gratitude. And I was also going to add as another meditation practice I love is Metta, which is a loving kindness meditation and the gist of it is, I, I do have one on Insight Timer you can check out if you'd like, but the one, it, it basically follows this pattern of envisioning yourself and then either repeating to yourself or out loud, may I be happy, may I be safe, may I be filled with peace and love. And then you wish that those same things for a loved one, envisioning them and say, you know, may I, may you be happy, may you be safe. And may you be filled with peace and love. And then it extends out to like what I would call an acquaintance. And you don't necessarily even have to know their name. Maybe it's like the person at the grocery store or whatever, saying those same affirmations to them, like visualizing them. And then it gets a little deeper and we extend it out to someone that I I call them button pushers in our lives, like those people that kind of drive us crazy and could be probably good teachers in our lives, but like raise our blood pressure. And envisioning that person and also wishing them, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be filled with peace and love. And then wishing it for the whole world. And I usually come up with like an image of the earth and like a sea of colors to like represent the we. Um, So may we be happy and safe and filled with peace and love. And I love the starting from within and then finally Expanding it out—it's such a powerful practice. So I would definitely encourage a meta or a loving kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. That is just a powerful, powerful
0: meditation because you know we we are bringing it within and, and moving it out. And even to add to that, you know, you can take that pink bubble of light and do that meditation and move that pink bubble of light out to all the people that you are sending Mm -hmm. that to, you know, including the world. And just imagine just enveloping the whole world in that
1: pink bubble of light and that compassionate bubble. Yeah. So our encouragement to you today, listeners, is how can you be more compassionate to yourself, starting with the self and then extending it out to others in your world? And if you are interested in Stacy's book, Your Empowered Soul, A Natural Pathway to Healing Anxiety and Depression, you can find that on Amazon. And I offer holistic lifestyle coaching. I've got a free video series called Journey to Abundant Energy. It's on my website. Check that out at sacredpathyogaandreiki.com forward slash journey and check out our links in the show notes. And thank you for listening to Be The Love podcast.
0: If you've enjoyed listening to our show, please share the love by sharing it with your friends, giving us a five-star written review on iTunes or liking us on Facebook. And please consider supporting our mission to awaken our souls with special guest interviews and speak the love conscious conversations with your co-hosts, myself and Brenda. A monthly donation of $2.22 or $5.55 really helps us with the operating costs of this podcast so we can continue to spread the love. To contribute, please visit our Patreon website at patreon.com/be the love podcast. And stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays and Thursdays at 5:55 a.m. Mountain Time.